Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. Uh, my name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over 15 years, and each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. We have never missed a week. We are going for a very long streak. That is what we do every single week without fail. Yeah, we've been doing uh, catching up calls for 16 years. 16 uh, years. Today, you know, today was a first today. We had a backwards day today. What do you mean? Where you were available all day to record, and I was working out of an office. Oh. Yeah, so I telecommuted today, and that meant that if I needed to take the time to take a call from my friend Joe, I could have done it real quick. Yeah, like at lunch. Yeah, I would have held my lunch break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know what's funny is working in an office, I have, oh my god, I have so much office humor, Mike. So, uh, and this is not one of my stories, but in the office building, I went today, in the office building... So it's, it's one of these offices where there's a big office building, but we share the bathroom with the rest of the building. Like The office doesn't yeah. have its own bathroom. Okay? Yeah. So every time I go in there, there's a, a, a little post-it on the mirror that says, hey, everyone, just this is not the, the um, water, the sinks, whatever the faucets, they're in the water faucets. They're not automatic. You have to turn them on, turn them off. Right? <laughs> and... I was like, and so every time I've gone to the bathroom, I see that post-it, and I'm like, is this like a huge problem? Like, do people not know that? I mean, they had to they had to turn it on, you know? Like, they didn't know. I mean, this is the dumbest post-it, right? Mm-hmm. Mike Lawson, I went to go pee today. I hear the water running. I walk in. The sink, no one's in there. The sink's just running. No post-it on the mirror. <laughs> so clearly, this is a, this is a real problem. Yeah. Sounds like a problem. I'm going to have to send that to Scott Adams so you can put in the next uh, Dilbert cartoon. He should. Is that his name? Yeah, I think it's Scott Adams. Why? Do you know Scott mm. Adams? No, I just, I know the guy, I like am familiar with the guy who does Dilbert. I just didn't know By that the was way, his name. I could be totally wrong. It probably isn't even Scott Adams. It's probably something else. I just made that up. Oh. Uh, I just know, he was on Bill Maher a couple weeks ago. Well, he's super conservative. Yeah. Was he a dick he, on Bill Maher? No, he wasn't that much of a dick. He just kind of, I don't know. He kind of speaks like a comedian, a bad comedian on a talk show. Like, it felt like he had prearranged bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, he was probably super so, nervous. Yeah. Um, what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? What's What's the news? Oh, nothing. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I have no really great stories to tell. This last week, though, I had major anxiety. Um, I didn't share this on social media that much, but um, my... Uh, insurance changed from Mm -hmm. uh my old job to my new job yeah and when that happens it's just kind of annoying because i rely on a drug to keep me alive yeah right Mm -hmm. so i waited a little bit too long so then when i finally got into a brand new doctor on this new insurance plan um i basically needed insulin immediately like from I went to the doctor on Monday and I was out of insulin this morning. So I had, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I had three days, three, three to four days worth of insulin on me. Uh huh. And then after that, I was just straight out. So what and would happen usually? Like, let's say that, let's say that got to that case. What would happen? Well, I would avoid like any sugar or carbohydrate. I would drink a lot of water, but my blood sugar would just like constant, consistently like rise. Oh. So until the point that I got, whatever, sick, I would go like ketoacidosis where 
Like there was no insulin in my body at all. What's funny is your um, body wrote a poem. Oh, it did? Mm-hmm. What did it say? It went like, even though I have the carbs, I rise. If he has no carbs and drinks a lot of water, I rise. It doesn't rhyme. Does she rhyme in her poem? Out of the huts of history, shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. Look, I'm a doing the A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. I really, I haven't even thought of that poem in <laughs> 10 years. Let me this tell so you something. Weird. Let me tell you something. One day, I have no idea why this happened. I was in the shower, and the entire lyrics to one of the seasons because they the sh- tv show alice the one with kiss my grits <laughs> they would change the lyrics every season for some reason one season these lyrics just popped into my head and i was like i used to be sad dun, dun. i used to be shy dun, dun. the funniest thing the saddest part is i never knew why Working myself know, um, for nothing was my exterior. favorite sport. Go ahead. The exterior of that, they um, it's in Phoenix. Well, does it, she took place in Phoenix, yeah. But they actually shot the exterior in Phoenix. I think so, or at least it's the one that it's based off of. Oh, um, like there's a building that's the same, and I think it's called like Mel's Diner or something. Even still. Oh really? I, yeah, I don't know if it's open though, but the end. Ma- maybe he <laughs> maybe he stowed it. Maybe Vic Tabak. Who play- Why do I know that Vic Tabak played Mel? <laughs> Anybody who listens to this under, I don't know, oh my god, under is like yeah. what? Yeah, <laughs> I I know what it is because I remember seeing it, but I don't remember it. I was way too young to like remember characters or what it was about. Oh yeah, Mel Sharples was his name, and he was like an asshole, right? Yeah, it's kind of a dick. And then there was Vera. I remember she was dumb. She just died, actually, Vera. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and then Flo. Remember, she'd be like, kiss my, Mel, Mel kiss my grits. Mm-hmm. And then this Alice, she was always wanting to sing, right? And she wanted to be a singer. Uh-huh. And Mel wouldn't allow it. He, he wouldn't allow his waitresses to moonlight. They weren't allowed to work or have other jobs outside of uh, the restaurant, the diner. He was like a, a bad pimp. Yeah, but you know, let me tell you something. In terms of like my homosexual upbringing, as a little boy, I remember having um, a crush on uh, the on, um, Alice's son, Tommy, being uh, played I by. Don't remember, uh, I think play, it's by Nancy McKeon's brother. I think his name might be like <laughs> Greg McKeon or jo- Tom McKeon or something <laughs> like that. Right? Oh my god! I thought he when I was like eight, I was like, oh, any any anytime he was on an episode, I was like super in love with him. Thank you. I, I like how bef- right before we started recording, as mm-hmm. we always do, Joe's like, I have nothing to talk about. Yeah. And I was like, well, let's just hit record. You'll find something to talk about. Yeah. And then 10 minutes later, after he's explained every person on the TV show, Alice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know like, all well, of Linda Lavin played Alice. Polly uh-huh. Holiday was. I don't know why I know this. <laughs> she was flow. That's weird. Anyway, sorry. Go go ahead. Uh, what, what were you? So what's been going on with you? you, you oh, did you get your insulin? Oh, oh no. So so what, so what would happen if? So you, oh, you could you go buy it or what? What's the story? I mean, I I could have. I mean, I have friends in the Bay Area that have diabetes, so I could have called someone up and asked for a vial or a pen or something. 
So I I would have I wouldn't have died is the point, but the anxiety of like having to figure that out and it's not like oh I need to do that so I'll get to it. It's like I have when I have to do it like it's pretty urgent, right? So I get into a doctor. He's actually a little bit weird, but he might actually be good for me. Um, he like almost everything I said. He was like ah. There was a story in the Sunday New York Times. It was a book review. Like it was, he's a really weird kind of like, I don't know, just a little bit weird. Um, but I, I think I get along with him. And then for my prescriptions, he was like, ah, just email me everything you need, and then uh, we'll fill it. We'll just send it to your pharmacy for you. Oh, that's nice, right? And that's what I was thinking too when I left. I was like, that's very nice of him. But then the anxiety because I would. I was getting into the doctor at the last minute and I thought, oh, I will, I'll leave there with a the prescription. Then I'll go to the pharmacy and ev- everything's taken care of. But instead I had to go, I had to email him. I had to hope he, he got it. I had to hope they send it to the pharmacy. Do you know what I mean? Like so yeah, much of it yeah. was out of my control. So that was, you could have just, yeah. Oh, that was Tuesday night. Um, I said Monday, but it was Tuesday. So um that night I hung out with Steve and I felt like so preoccupied it was really weird I've never really been I've seen it on tv shows where they're like what's on your mind you you seem distracted but like I really did feel like I couldn't think about other things um but anyway long story short this morning I picked up uh insulin and everything's good in the world and when you put the insulin in do you feel anything it's almost like when you like pee like you have to pee and and then you like you get all that like the tingle like I, n- I never went without insulin, so like oh. I I had enough insulin to make it through this probably this afternoon, and um, I'm gonna go a couple months not on a pump if anybody cares, uh, but I'm doing shots for a while. Oh, shots, 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 shots. Is that for an experiment, or why are you doing that? Nah, just to because I don't want to have stuff on my body all the time. Just giving it giving it a try. So let me ask you a question. A this, no, it's not because I have a question, and and I know you're very uh, private about stuff. But <laughs> when you and and um, Steve are intimate, does it ever get in the way? Um, not. I mean, not a lot. It occasionally will get tangled up or something, and you have to just move it. But like, depending on the level of intensity, like sometimes I just take it off. Oh, just for that for that moment. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Interesting. Good story. Joe, what's up with you? Speaking of gay, uh, friend of the show, Jean-Paul, you know, he has to go to a lot of movies and stuff for his job. And so he had a lot of tickets to this Outfest, a film festival for gay movies here in L.A. And he would go mostly with his boyfriend, um, whose formal name is uh, White John, right? Mm -hmm. Even though he knows we call him Evil John. But... Let's just, let's just try and limit the evil. He, he can be Evil John in the next story. Okay. So, but White John couldn't go to everything. So I went to a few of the movies with John. Paul, uh, I went to go see this Argentine film called Esteros. Right? Okay. Meh. Right? But the reason I'm bringing it up, so then John calls me on Saturday and he says, I have tickets for an afternoon movie uh, called Miles. Do you want to go? I go, I have no idea what this movie is, but I'll go. It's a free movie ticket. Right? It was actually a day of movies. I went to go see Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Um, and here's the deal. Like, I have my own review of Ghostbusters, but you know, Mike, this is not a movie review podcast. Okay? Yeah. 
But start one. We should start a uh, movie review no, podcast. I said, I said you should start one. You and I, me and Lawson, <laughs> on the aisle. Okay. Here's the annoying part. I went to the Arclight Theater, which is a very, like, cinephile, like, the, the, it's one of those movies. I'm sure they have uh, movies like this, movie theaters like this in, in the Bay Area, where, like, you reserve your seat. They will not seat you if you're late. Um, it costs a little bit more money, but you have to fucking behave. They do not They do yeah. not put up with bullshit in these theaters. No kids. N- uh, you could bring kids, but uh, they better fucking the, behave. The Kabuki by us. Well, maybe they do kids too, but they serve alcohol. So yeah, they serve alcohol at the ArcLight too. Maybe there are no kids. Maybe no kids are allowed. But I mean, they serve alcohol at restaurants, and kids get in there. Yeah, I, I, there were kids there, but you know what it is? Is they keep kids out just by the price. The tickets are more expensive. Right. So I think people just don't. I I rarely see kids there. Anyway, the point is. Uh, they don't put up with bullshit, which I love. I, it's actually spoiled me from going to other... I cannot go to a regular movie theater now because it's just... People don't shut the fuck up. They don't mm-hmm. shut the fuck up, right? Anyway. So, we I go to this Ghostbusters and they have it in... It's actually probably one of the most famous actual movie theaters in the world because the Arclight took over the old Cinerama Dome in Hollywood. And uh, so, they were showing Ghostbusters in the Cinerama Dome. So it's in there, and I think because of that, it was the day after it opened, there was a large group of people there who all worked together. They mentioned it in the lobby, like, oh, it's like, it's like we're at work, you know? I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. I sit down. The credits come on, and one of the, the, the Ghostbusters-specific production company, I think it's called, like, Ghostcom or something like that. I don't know what it's called, right? Ghost Corp. That logo comes up. They all start fucking cheering. Okay. And I go, oh, fuck. They work for Ghost Corp. They work for this fucking Ghost Corp. It was so annoying. It was like, be- you know why? They weren't talking. They were very well behaved, obviously. But it was like being in like a, a TV show laugh track. Like anytime anything happened on the movie, they were like, a, like if someone walked in, they'd be like, <laughs> yay, applauding. <laughs> and like any Joe got a hysterical laugh, which just, I don't know how to explain it. It sort of ruined in a weird kind of way. Sure. Ruined it, cause I didn't get to have like a, the audience as a collective didn't get to have a genuine emotion because people were like having to laugh because their boss was probably watching them. Sure. You know? Or or there wa- it wasn't, like, surprising laughter because they've seen it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. their first yeah. time. And they were like, aww. You know, like, like, it was just annoying. Anyway, so I, was, I did that. I saw, it, was, it was a movie day on Saturday because I had Ghostbusters in the morning, right? Then John yeah. calls me and says, hey, I'm in the area. Do you want to go see Miles? I go, sure. What am I doing? Okay. So we get there. I go, what is this movie about? And he goes, I don't know. And I go, what if it's horrible? He goes, look, if it's horrible, we'll sneak out. Right? If it, if it's, Wait, go ahead. But the, what he's saying is, if the two of us agree it's horrible yeah, in yeah, the yeah. silent theater, if we figure no, out we were a way gonna, to We were going to look at each other. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we go into the theater. It's actually on, uh, it's, in the, it's at the Directors Guild of America, which had been to a couple movies there before, and there's like a giant theater. But this was like in one of the smaller side theaters. So it wasn't that big. It's kind of tiny, actually. Maybe only 100 people can sit in it. 200 people. Mm-hmm. Then most of the seats are reserved. So John and I have to sit in the very front row. No. Right? So they're like, oh, God. And so John tells me, well, are you going to still be okay to leave if it's bad? I go, look, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to see these people anymore, right? I'll 
fuck if it's bad i'll fucking get out of here right yeah and this movie has like molly shannon in it and um the guy from news radio and he was in office space steven root and who else is in it there's a couple of like character actors that you know right mm-hmm. mike right before this movie starts in the row behind us no no molly shannon the entire no, cast shut they're, up. they're doing a q a afterwards the entire cast sits okay. in the row right behind us. So you're watching the entire movie. Yeah. Now I'm like, my, John and I look at it, we have to stay for the entire fucking movie. We have to and stay. And maybe for- even the Q&A. No, 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 no. <laughs> this movie was so horrible, right? Was it? It wasn't that ho- It wasn't like unwatchable bad. It was just like, so the director gets up at the beginning and goes like, hey guys, thanks for coming to my movie. And everyone's cheering because most of the people there work on the movie. And right. he, and he's I, I tell John I go you can even tell by looking at him this is a bad movie I go we should leave now. He goes it's just a, you know my mom's here and everyone seems to know that the mom's important in the movie, and um, it's it's based on my life right. Oh my god this movie was just about like how basically about how rad he is. Okay. And I was just like, uh, there was no conflict really. It kind of tried to make it was about basically it was about a boy who lives in uh, Illinois and he wants to move to Chicago. So it super complicated, but he wants to get a scholarship. But there's no boys volleyball team at his school, so he joins the girls volleyball team. Okay. The premise sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, it was so stupid. This movie. It was so. It was so bad. So bad. It, and then here's the best part. I saw on Monday. It won the audience award. And I was like, of course, well, 80% of the people there worked on the fucking movie. So, of course, I gave it a two out of five. Anyway, so there's that movie. Couldn't leave now. Molly Shannon sitting behind me. I didn't want her fucking staring my fat face down as I left the theater. <laughs> right. So then that night I had tickets. John couldn't go. The Johns could not go. So they gave me their tickets to King Cobra. The true life murder story of the Brent Corrigan when he worked for Cobra Video and all that shit. Um, yeah, I want to see it. Okay. B- brief review. It's fine. Kay. Like, go see it. If it comes out, go see it. You'll have a... Or it's fine. wait until I could get it for cheap or free. Yeah. Yeah, it's not one of these big movies where you go, oh, you got you to gotta see it in the theater. See, if, right. you can, if you can wait until it comes out in the, on video, yeah, or cable, sure, go ahead. You know, okay. like it's fine. It's, it's like it's like a really like it's like a gay lifetime movie, essentially. Yeah, but uh, but here's the deal, isn't it? Funny? James James Franco is at the top of my list though. So hot. Oh well, you're gonna see him getting fucked and shit like that. So yeah. So yeah. James Franco and Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, you know I do have a kind of a thing for Ashton Kutcher. You know what's funny is I'm a bigger fan of this Dave Franco. Ugh. Oh, Dave Franco's hot, yeah. Dave Franco. Have you seen the Go Fuck Yourself video? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love anything Dave Franco. I was actually talking, and a friend of the show, uh, well, friend of the Joe, Daniel Brewer, pointed astutely out, because I was saying that the kid who, who plays um, Brent Corrigan doesn't really look like Brent Corrigan so much as he does like a younger Zac Efron. Okay. And I, But the kid is, well, look, I I would guess that the kid is gay. I don't know that he's gay. My guess would be that this kid, Garrett Clayton, is gay. Okay? Okay. Because he was in a Q&A afterwards. I saw, he just, to me, seems like someone who is in real life gay. I have no evidence that he is. 
Okay. Okay. But he looks like a um, like to, you know all these gays love Zac Efron. I'm like, why not actually like who I think might be an actual gay guy? This is Gary Clayton. And Daniel Brewer astutely pointed out. He goes, he looks like if Dave Franco and and um, Garrett and um, Zac Efron had a kid. I'm like, how much would you pay to see Zac Efron impregnate Dave Franco? <laughs> I would pay literally so much money to see that happen. Zac, this is weird, but Zac Efron doesn't do it for me. What? Mm-mm. I feel like he has, like, tw- I don't know what what to call it, but like. He's one, he has twink body and he's holding on to youth, but like he's not a kid. I don't know. He has that kind of look. That a kind twunk. of twunk. Is that what it's called? Yeah, a twink hunk. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I feel like he's holding on to something. He I don't. This, I don't agree. Actually, I think actually Zac Efron's left the twinkiness behind. I think he looks like a fucking man. Mm, okay, but agree to agree. Anyway, this Garrett Clayton kid is a Disney star, right? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Um, so he was there, and I, I saw him flitting around the theater. And uh, But anyway, the point is I couldn't get anyone to go with me to this fucking movie. Like, Mike Lawson, everyone in the Pride 48 community was telling me privately, like, oh, I would so go if I could go. Right? Yeah, I would go. Yeah, you would go. Um, uh, fictitious uh, human being Joey Buhecker said he would have gone. Um, well, you know, what would your fictitious, what, would yours be like Mike Lawhecker? Mikey Lawhecker? Would that be I your fictitious character? I like Boo in there, though, so maybe Mike Boosen? Oh, yeah, Mikey Boosen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it should be Mikey Boosen Hecker. There's still the Hecker in there, because I like the Hecker, too. <laughs> it's just like a perfect name. It's like... It's like why, wait, why can't it be just Mikey Boohecker? Oh yeah, Mikey Boohecker works. You know, it's it's a perfect cuz you know like when you when you uh when you're talking to somebody and they bring up somebody from their school like that they knew you in the past and the name is always funny even though to you it you probably have them like you know like uh, I I had a kid named in my school named uh, Dick Sweeney. Yeah. Right? His name was Dick and Swe- it sounded like he was saying Dick Sweeney. Right, I had a kid named Dick Sweeney, and uh, you know Rachel like Canavan Patches. was a person that I knew. Like, there it's was like... not somebody named Patches at your school. Nobody's named Patches. No. <laughs> so it's like when you hear other people. So like, t- so like Joey Boohecker sounded like a name of a person you would have at your school. <laughs> you know, uh, he's a real person, you guys. He's a real person. Anyway. I could not get rid of this ticket, right? Uh, up until the last minute, I was trying to get rid of it. So finally, I show up to the theater. I go, well, I have this extra ticket. I show up. I go, maybe there's somebody who wants this extra ticket. Mike Lawson, I show up. There is a line wrapped around the fucking block for this movie. I go, that's weird. Wow, I'm going to get a shitty seat, right? So I go up to the front. I go, like, um, is this the line to get into the movie? And the woman goes, no, this is the standby line. The standby line was going around the block. And I heard... What? Yes. The standby line was going around the block. I have no idea why they were standing in line, too. Because the woman... I heard the woman tell somebody, like the usher, honestly, the movie sold out. Maybe three or four people will get it. We'll get as many people as we can, but maybe three or four. And the line was still wrapped around the block. I don't know what they were waiting for. So anyway, I then I say, well, I, I need to get rid of this ticket. And she goes, well go ahead you know so um i 
walked down the line and I just like ran. I really did. I really did just because it's going to sound. <laughs> what did he look like? <laughs> I really actually went up to somebody else. I went up to this older man and I said, uh-huh. are you by yourself? And he okay. said, no. But then like two up this Twinkie half black uh-huh. kid uh-huh. <laughs> goes, I'm by myself. And I would do anything to watch this movie. Yeah. And I go, <laughs> well, come with me. You're going to get into this movie. Right? You might have to sit on my lap. But... Yeah. He was so cute, Mike Lawson. He was like this half black kid. And I don't know, they're half white, I guess. And he's from the Valley. And he wants to be a writer. He's probably like 23 at the most. Right? Mm-hmm. And he... Just, just your type. I know, but I was, I'm going to say something. I was a really good boy. I okay. was like, hey, listen, don't feel like you have to sit with me. I'm going to sit in the, re- in the, in the very front. Um, go ahead and, oh, he already like, took, <laughs> he already went and found his own seat. He was like, oh, thanks for the ticket. Bye. You know, like, and so he was really nice. He did come up to me before the movie started. And he goes, you know, what? I just want to thank you again so much. For this, and that's I was like, so nice of him. Yeah. yeah, and I was, and then I was at my, I zipped my pants back up when he didn't go for it. But yeah, uh, yeah. So King Cobra, meh. But that was my, uh, those were one of the films that I saw at Outfest LA, Mike. That was my adventures at Outfest. What's else going on with you, Mike Lawson? Oh my God, um, I wanted to tell you this story, Joey, because it's a callback. Uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, despite a much higher than expected projected cost. Golden Gate Bridge officials said this week that they intend to move forward with the plans to construct a steel suicide prevention net under the iconic bridge. Um, I feel like this is going to be in the news a lot because it's one of those projects that sounds cool, but is going to take like 15 years to finally build. Mm -hmm. So I just thought it was funny to tell you it hasn't even they haven't done a lick of work yet since I first told you about it like two years ago. Oh, really? They still haven't... Oh, that seems easy. I feel like I could do that in a weekend. Put a net? No. (laughs) But it's not just... (laughs) It's not just a net. The hard part is they have to build, build, like, steel things that come out from the bridge. So it's, like, almost $50 million project. So... Oh wait, it says fifty million, but then the two bids they got were for one hundred forty-two million and one hundred seventy-four million. But wait a minute, what? Why did for a fucking net? And they hope it'll be completed by twenty nineteen. No, it can't be that much money, Mike, to put a net. I know you're saying there's more to it, but it, there really isn't. Well, because think about that amount of money, like fifty million. You know, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Be honest, please. Fifty million. I'm like, all right, okay. But their bids, they're getting are hundred and fifty million. Hundred seventy-four million. A hundred and seventy-four million dollars, Mike. Million to put a net under the bridge. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, I'm just reading the article. I'm no, not I, a I'm not engineer. mad at you. I don't know. I do know that individuals jumping from the bridge has been a problem since it opened to traffic in 1937. They think more than 2,000 people have jumped to their death after it opened or since it opened. Wouldn't it be cheaper just to put people along the bridge the entire way and just have them be there? Mm -hmm. Well, they do have that. Did you know that? No. 
they have volunteers that walk the bridge and they have like literature and they'll talk to you if you look distraught or whatever. Yeah, but I'm saying like pay people now to walk the bridge. Uh, yeah, I guess. Or and then you could charge they've talked about charging for foot traffic too, so that foot traffic could pay for this. Also, yeah, and here's another thing too. Pay for like a sniper. Hold hear me out. <laughs> a sniper who's uh, stationed snipers would be stationed along the bridge and they just shoot beanbags at you if you stand on there. And then that gives the time it gives time to the people who are walking the bridge to run up and get the person. If you or someone you know exhibits warning signs of suicide, don't leave the person alone. Remove any firearms, alcohol, drugs, and sharp objects that could be used as a suit for suicide attempt and call the US National Suicide Prevention Line at 800-273-TALK. That's 800-273-8255. Or take the person to an emergency room or seek help from a medical or mental health professional. Do you think anyone who's ever listened to our show has died? That's so weird, but maybe. Think of, like, our download numbers and, like, the number of countries and stuff. Like, there's a lot of people that listen that we don't know. Do you think anyone's died tragically listening to the show? That's That would be more... That would be a harder thing to do, Right. Like, what if they were like laughing so hysterically at one of my fantastic jokes, and or rolling their eyes so so much at your jokes? Yeah, and or maybe they fell asleep at one of your stories about how you uh, had to walk up a hill, and then <laughs> the, car, <laughs> the car drove off the bridge. By the way, um, we have this contest going on to rewrite the lyrics to our show. Yeah, Joe, do you do you remember this contest? Oh yeah, I'm the one that came up with the contest. We got an entry this week. We and did. I don't want to spoil it. We're we're going to hold off telling you who it was from or what the lyrics are, but some we got one entry. We have one entry so in, far. Were you as confused as I was? Cuz it he didn't say like this is my entry. He just kind of <laughs> posted them and I was like the fuck kind of letter is this is he drunk yeah it was like and it was insulting <laughs> us too I was like what is this um but then he he did event he did say like Ho- um hope my entry's not too late or something like that and then i was like oh the con the lyrics contest do you think boo hecker is gonna make a submission no how would your subcon how would tyler durden how would Joe Batanza's Tyler Durden make a submission? Oh, Joey, my Joey Boohecker? He'd be like, I'll have to write the lyrics. Because to me, the lyrics are already the lyrics. Like, I wrote those lyrics. So it'd be like, Joe Batanz, Scorpion, stabs you in the back any chance he gets. Lawson's a pussy and doesn't stand up to Joe. <laughs> it'd be something like that. Betsy Carmichael in Chicago, please contribute to my Indiegogo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, we're in trouble again. Here like, we go. You, I think the, all you want to do is make him not be your friend. Like, it's, <laughs> that's your ultimate goal. You're yeah. like, I will be happy the day that I finally figure out how far I can push this guy. It's on my bucket list, yeah. <laughs> then I'll be like, victory! Now I'm already waiting for, uh, this is just a paraphrase of what we might get, like, fuck you, asshole, then if you don't want to be my friend, don't be my friend. (laughs) Go back and eat some fucking tacos, fat ass. And then later, it's, I was just trying to gauge your sadness. (laughs) 
So, uh, uh, so uh, uh, during the week, a uh, friend of the show, John Paul, invited me to go to a performance of uh, West Side Story at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, the orchestra will be conducted by world famous composer, I mean, conductor Gustavo Dudamel. And uh, the cast included Jeremy Jordan. You know this kid? Oh, I love Jeremy Jordan. Oh, you do? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you know he was in this? No. Well, when you were, you uh, mentioned last week, um, but you were kind of vague on who you, Jeremy Jordan was. Whatever you said, I thought it could be. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't definitely. I forget how you described him. Yeah, kid from um, Newsies. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. So when you said, it, I was like, oh, I wonder if it's Jeremy Jordan. Um, I'm a fan, man. Yeah. Ooh. So Jeremy Jordan, and then some new girl played Maria. But then uh, I guess the woman who played Anita on the Broadway revival, she won a Tony for it, I suppose. She was in it too as Anita. Anyway, again, we couldn't get a fucking person to go to this show with us, right? So John Paul had his brother go, which actually I was really happy. I, I like John Paul's brother. Nice guy. And uh, so we show up. Great seats. I love it. But before, when we get there, uh, evil John is not there. And I go, he's like, and John Paul says, oh, he's coming from work. Evil, evil John uh, works um, up uh, close to the Hollywood Bowl. Right. I wonder, did he have to run home and get a, a an appropriate doll? <laughs> I don't know if he. I don't think he did. So then, um, I go. So I go. Oh my God, John! Let's. Oh my God, this is so great. He's not here. We can enjoy ourselves for a little bit. <laughs> like let's just let's just absorb the non-drama of Evil John being here, not being here. And the brother was just like laughing hysterically. You know, mm-hmm. he gets it. Finally, we're, so we're just having a nice time sitting there. Finally, I go. Hey, isn't that John? <laughs> And, and uh-huh. he, he's wandering around the Hollywood Bowl. I oh. see him wandering around the Hollywood Bowl, right? I thought you were going to say he was just sitting with someone else. <laughs> no, it's close, though. <laughs> I just see him wandering around the Hollywood Bowl, like just wandering around. And he's like just staring at his phone. And I go, doesn't he know where the seats are? And John goes, yes, he knows where the seats are. And I go, what's he doing? He's just like, Mike, just like aimlessly wandering. He was playing this Pokemon Go. Oh, okay. And he, and he was like, and so he finally comes to the seat. He's like, oh, it's great playing Pokemon Go here because everyone here is old tonight. We, we've come on other nights. There's no Pokemons around because everyone's young. But tonight it's all old people for this West Side Star. I'm getting so many Pokemons. Okay. So I'm like, whatever. So he sits down. Okay, this is where you would have just lost your shit. <laughs> Mike. So now the lights go down. The show starts. I'm telling you the entire first act. He's on his phone the entire time. Okay. The bright light from the phone is just like shining everywhere in the dark. Yeah. Hollywood Bowl isn't like pitch black though. It was actually, well, it's one of these things where it was, well, then he had his phone was super bright. So it's not pitch black, but like it's really distracting how bright his phone is. And John Paul's brother keeps telling him like, hey, you got to put it away or something like that, right? John, John Paul's saying nothing. So this goes, like, literally, John, Paul, uh, Evil John does not look up from his phone the entire time. Okay? Mm-hmm. And even says, like, I, I think... And you don't feel comfortable saying anything? I just, I was, I just, at this point, I didn't want to say anything, right? And also, John Paul's brother was saying shit, and it wasn't working, right? Yeah. That wasn't me being judgmental. I was, like, really just asking. Well, hold on. So then, 
during the intermission, we say something to Evil John, like, hey, listen, you, you gotta, he's all like, no one cares, this is not bothering anybody, you know? Right when the lights are coming back down, because the intermission's over, this guy two rows behind us um, walks up to Evil John, and he goes, hey, buddy, you take mm-hmm. enough pictures? And John's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Evil John's like, yeah, I get it. You know, it got like super 1950s. Like it was West Side Story. And the guy goes, yeah, why don't you keep your phone off for the rest of the show? You're bothering me and my wife. We're sitting behind you. It's really distracting. And then Evil John starts making a scene. Oh, no. And he's like, oh, it's too uh, bright, huh? Okay, well, I'll turn it off. I'll keep it off. And then he starts telling everyone around him, yeah, I guess this guy thinks it's too bright. Uh, is it bothering? Actually, somebody told him it was like, I think he, I think he's the only one who thinks it's too bright, and that's why I go like, no, he's not the only one. <laughs> and then he just glares at me, right? And then people around him are just—it's super, super uncomfortable. And Evil John's making a total scene, right? And John Paul just has his head in his hands, right? Yeah. So the whole time now, just Evil John's just fucking just moping. Ten minutes into the second act, he goes, "Are they gonna ever play cool?" And I go. This dummy, they played in the first act. Yeah. Right? He, he didn't. He so didn't look up from his phone. He, he said, I, I was paying attention. He missed the entire song, Cool. <laughs> the whole song, which is like probably the longest song in the show. And he asked you if he was going to play it, so if they were going to play it, so he knows the song. Yeah, he knows. Like, it's yeah. not like, oh, I My, just didn't yeah. recognize it. And there's he brass and everything. Yeah. This is, a, this is not a song that you miss. It's not like a quiet little short song. Yeah. So then I was like, uh, so now he, but at least his phone's off, right? So then here's the thing though. Now with the guy that told Evil John off, he's, he's just as bad. So now Krupke comes on, right? Uh huh. Mike, okay, look, it's an amusing song, right? Like an amusing, yeah. like you smile kind of way. This guy is laughing so fucking hard at this goddamn song, you know, like, was it really good choreography? No, Mike, this was a concert performance. There was no choreography. Uh-huh. They're just standing there singing it, right? <laughs> well, the lyrics aren't that funny. They're not that funny. Like, <laughs> my sister wears a dress. <laughs> <laughs> Take up to a head shrink. Uh, do you believe this? <laughs> and I'm like, First of all, this show is 50 years old. The the humor like the the sting of the humor is like so gone by this point, yeah. right? That 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 blade has been dulled for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just like, "Oh, what a cute version of that." No. It was this guy yeah. was laughing so like and still after the song was over, he was like, "God, can you believe that the uh, the um take him to a I got a social disease. Take him to a social worker." Can you believe he said that? Uh, everybody was so annoying around us. <laughs> I almost, I, when Chino came on stage, I almost grabbed the gun and shot everybody. <laughs> that would have been my new ending. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, so that was my Hollywood Bowl experience. With, oh, by the way, we were leaving, and uh, Evil John just ran off because he was hunting Pokemon on the way home. Good. Well, he drove himself, right? So. No, no, no. They, they all, he took the subway there, and then he took the subway. Uh, they took the subway back. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, what else is going on? Well, Joey, this is a California story more than a, a, a San Francisco story. But step aside, Wendy's, make away McDonald's, and don't even try a Burger King. According to an annual poll conducted by Nielsen Subsidiary, 
<laughs> that was really hard for me. By Nielsen, but wait, it's be, the sentence is weird. Conducted by Nielsen subsidiary, though Harris Poll. No okay. punctuation in there. Um, it is In and Out Burger that reigns supreme. The 2016 poll picked by the San Francisco Business Times attempted to find the best brand in numerous categories, and it was the Irvine headquartered In and Out that came in at the top of the best burger restaurant. In California or the country? In the country. In the country. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. So I just wanted to say this because I, I feel like Californians are very protective of their In-N-Out burger. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, and I've recently been told, actually really recently, when I was in Orlando a couple weeks ago, yeah. a, friend, a friend of mine was like, we just had an In-N-Out burger and I don't understand what you Californians are crazy about. Okay, I have. Okay, I'm going to do this again. I've given this speech several times, and I'm going yeah. to give. This is this is my world of work. Oh, I didn't talk about that in the show. In the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to keep that in. This is my world of Warcraft movie, and okay. who, the person who I'm talking about knows who I'm talking about. Listen, I do not think that there are. I do. Wait, let me rephrase. I feel personally that there are far better burgers than In-N-Out. Like, for instance, this Shake Shack. I love Shake Shack. I even think they make a better burger than In-N-Out, right? There are burgers that I, I feel are better than I'm sorry, than the Double Double. The burgers I feel make people make better burgers at In-N-Out, okay? Okay, okay. Here's the thing. For the price point, mm. okay, for the price point, I think like a Double Double, a Double Cheeseburger. And the quality of ingredients, because it, it is high quality. That, like, that's why In-N-Out isn't franchised, because they have an internal company rule that it can't be more than like so many miles from one of their distribution plants. The food is fresh. For fresh food that's high quality to be so fucking cheap, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. Yes, there are better burgers. There are far better burgers. Don't get me wrong. But at that price point, for the quality, you can't be in and out. And by the way, I'm not alone. Very famous chefs, if you read interviews with them, will tell you when I fly into L.A., the first place I go is that in and out right there. I think it's on Sepulveda by LAX. Okay? And it's Anthony Bourdain. It's Gordon Ramsay. It's that uh, Nigella Lawson. There are a bunch of them who are like, they fucking go apeshit over this in and out So clearly... This is not, and then this poll conducted, right? We know somebody, I'll even name him, it's Adam Burns. He comes to town and he orders it. And now he fundamentally changes the burger. He doesn't, he doesn't want their dressing. He gets it with ketchup and mustard. And he does a bunch of other things to the burger, right? And then he goes, oh, I'm not allowed to do his accent. So he <laughs> Did goes, you get in trouble? Oh, I, let me tell you, I got a phone call. <laughs> By the way, everybody does his accent. Everybody why don't does you his accent. Do, why don't you pretend for this uh, time around that his accent sounds like your father? Oh, okay. That's a fun that, one I like that. Mar- good idea. Marbles in the mouth. That's a good idea, yeah. That's a, I like that. <laughs> he goes, I, uh, I had the in and out burger and I almost I threw up. <laughs> the, the lettuce was crispy. I couldn't, I couldn't even finish. I almost, I had, I wanted to vomit. I didn't even finish the burger. I'm like, look, here's the deal. I could, like, your friends in Florida said, I don't get what the big deal was about this In and Out burger, right? Yeah, right. But they didn't say they wanted to vomit. Yeah, vomit, Mike. He wanted to vomit. 
when he had it. And so there's this thing where people want it. It's you know how yeah. it is. It's how cl- how dare he exaggerate when he speaks? Yeah, <laughs> something you would never do, Joe. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's it's the thing where he the In and Out is the top. It's considered the top burger. Like like I told you, I don't even. That's the best part. I don't. I rarely have In and Out. It's not my favorite burger. There are burger. I will take a fucking Western bacon cheeseburger any day of the week. Right. Okay. I love that Western bacon cheeseburger. I also love uh, a lot of the Jack in the Box burgers, right? Okay. But those aren't high quality ingredients, and they're actually more expensive than the double double. Like I think, like a Jack in the Box burger is like six or seven bucks, right? Okay. This Shake Shack for a burger, a burger and fries, is going to cost you thirteen, fourteen dollars. Mm-hmm. In and out, you can get a drink, a double double, and fries for like six bucks. Okay, so for the so for the price point, it is fan fucking tastic. I will tell you that. Anyway. It's when everyone needs to come and be like, oh, that's the that's the best. It's shit. That's what it is. That's what it yeah. is. And here's the other thing, too. It's one but of these I also, things. Go ahead. I think that California is huge. And so there's a lot of people that have, you know, the winds have blown them to different places. So there's like the legend of the In-N-Out burger. Yeah. And so people miss it when they leave California and they talk about it. The same way these dummies from Texas move here and talk about their Whataburgers and stuff, right? It, I, or the Tex-Mex, it, they all, they, they, people they miss their Tex-Mex. You, you can make you can make the this queso. They have everything to make queso here. It's fucking shitty cheese with the fucking uh, uh, dumb uh, onions and tomatoes in a can. They just mix it together and melt it. They act like they fucking invented Mexican food over in Texas. Sorry, go ahead. So I think that there's like the legend of the In-N-Out Burger, and this pretty good burger just doesn't live up to the legend that's being spread, you know? Well, that's the thing. Is, is a lot of people have emotion tied with food. And the one thing I will say is nothing is married with California more than in and out And so when you leave California, it just reminds you of home. Having Because there are a lot of people who I know who live, who've moved outside of California. When they come back, they go to in and out They may, I don't know yeah. if it's their favorite burger or not, but it just, it tastes like California. Right. I hear you. So thank you. Um, I know a lot of people who come here and think it's a great burger. I, I like I said, it's it's. There's a Sex in the City episode about Fleet Week. Actually, I don't know if I remember this. Where there's a line that uh, Sarah Jessica Parker says about how like, like I can talk shit about my girlfriend. Talking about New York, how New York's her girlfriend or boyfriend. Like I can talk shit about New York, but ain't no one gonna talk shit about my boyfriend. That's how I feel about In and Out. Like I can talk all mad. Sh- I fucking complain about In and Out all the time. If you don't stop it, thank you. By the way, the Florida people that were—it wasn't this fucking Taylor the Latte Boy, was it? No, no, no. Okay, because he's the one that likes blueberry jam on burgers. Because he has no right to judge what a good burger is. Stop it. Um, what else? Um, oh, do you got any news stories or anything? Oh, you know what? I actually do have a news story. Lay it on me. I'm going to lay it on you. One dead following late night Boyle Heights taco stand car crash. Um, a man in his 50s. What? I'm just laughing because I'm doing a fucking story about tacos. Especially after doing my like, like, like long in and out rant. A man in his 50s was killed late Sunday night while eating from a taco stand along South Clarence Street in Boyle Heights, LAS reports. The man was a victim of a car crash that sent three people to the hospital with major injuries and has one suspect behind bars on suspicion of DUI. 
The terrible scene unfolded around 9.30 p.m. on Sunday night, says LAS, when a Nissan Altima driven by a woman named Marielle Rosas is alleged to have jumped the curb before plowing into the stand. In the aftermath, the unidentified male succumbed to his injuries, while several others were transported to a nearby hospital with injuries that include at least one broken leg. Several others were treated at the scene but declined to be taken by ambulance to a hospital. I don't really get why you're doing the jokey voice. Usually the joke voice is like for stupid news stories. So you do like, and then Charlie came home. He was a little bit late, but Charlie's a dog. Like it's just a stupid kind of like written one, but Mm -hmm. this is just a straight up news story. So I was reading like a news person. But, okay. And Maybe I didn't understand the joke you were doing before. I wasn't. I wasn't doing a joke. I just started laughing that, like, you know, for some reason there was a time, and I don't think I talked about this in the show. I think Richard summed it up best. We were talking about something similar happened by Richard's house, where someone was at a King Taco stand, and a, again, an errant car f- flew off the road and killed a woman who was in line for tacos. Uh, at this taco stand and i remember richard and i were talking about it and we both got the church giggles and i didn't know why right and mm-hmm. i think when richard was like through tears and we were laughing said and i don't know why this is funny but it still strikes me as funny now is that this person just showed up and they just wanted a fucking taco yeah and they got killed you know just to have this fucking taco and i don't know why on some level i find that not funny like Ha ha, but like funny, like how life is funny. Like one sure. day you're just trying to get a talk, and it's just like. Well, situationally, it's funny, but individually, it's not that funny. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it, not funny that somebody died and they're a real person and all of that, but the situation of it all, I can understand. Yeah, there's just something sort of like absurd about it. I, I, I don't know how, maybe it's, it's something cultural, but there's something definitely that I find sort of absurd about this. I, I've been, you know, Richard and I had a conversation recently about something um, that had to do with something where, is this like a cultural thing? Because he had, um, he got into a, uh, I'm trying to be careful of Richard's privacy here. He, he got into a disagreement with his boyfriend, right? Why start now? <laughs> I know. Um, he got into a disagreement with his boyfriend. And it was a disagreement that Cameron and I used to get into all the time as well, right? Is his boyfriend white? No. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ, no. Yeah. Right? No, the boyfriend is half Indian, half Chinese. Okay. And Richard finally said, because I had the same problem with Cameron, right? I don't want to get into it. It reveals things that are going on with Richard, right? But I remember he said... Um, maybe it's us. Maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe it's something cultural. Maybe they're not wrong. And I was like, maybe. So I've been sort of exploring things that are like particular to, to my culture that I didn't necessarily haven't explored. And I think this is one of them. It's just sort of this, it's something that's so part of my culture. It would be, I, I, I can't think of something else similar. I think it's just something that it, you have to be in that culture to understand why it's sort of like morbidly funny to me. Hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Maybe also because I put myself in it. Like, that could be me. And all I want is my to fucking stuff my fat face with a goddamn taco. And here I am, then a car hits me. You know? Um, hey, Joe. Yes. What do you got going on? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, I wanted to say there was a, a one entry that we got in that contest. Could you remind people what the contest is and how they could... Um, 
submit? Yeah, you know, the contest is uh, we want you to rewrite new lyrics for our theme song. And you know what? I'm, this is a reminder to Joe as he edits. Put the, the, the La 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 theme song on the end of this. That way you can have like the rhythm, because you need the melody. If I just put mm-hmm. the actual backing track, it doesn't it has no melody melody to it. So I'll put the one where the guy's going la 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 and you can write lyrics to that and submit those lyrics by August 15th. Mike and I will judge the winners and the winner Mike and I will pay for the original um, composer and singer of the song to sing the song and we'll probably play it on one episode. It depends how good it is. I don't know if we'll replace it, but well it'll be on a couple episodes. Yeah, we'll play it. Um hey you might want to check in with that singer guy that he has the... Do you think he kept the um, source files? So he better he have. Just I don't Why? know. Well, I have... I have but I have the uh, the version is just instrumental. Okay. Um, cool. So do that by August 15th, and we want to hear from you. Uh, the one we got is good, but... You don't want the beat. You don't want the only entry to be the winner. You you know there should be more. Oh ones. god, I want Boo Hacker to write it so badly. I want him to enter. Mm-mm. Don't be mean, Joey. Scorpion. Boo Hacker, if you enter, I promise I'll record it. Whatever You'll you sing write, it? I'll sing it. Whatever he writes, I'll sing. <laughs> In his voice. Um, cool. So hey, Joe, what do you got going on next week? Uh, I'm going to go see, um, maybe there's a chance I'm going to go see Weird Al Yankovic. I'm kind of touring. I'm supposed to go see Weird Al Yankovic. I have tickets already, but I'm also invited to go to Comic-Con and I wanted to go to that panel with Rick and Morty and ugh, I'm so torn, but I also have to work. So stupid. Jobs get in the fucking way. I tell you. A fun. Yeah. <laughs> Your life, aside from the job part, sounds like a 14 year old boy. <laughs> yes. Weird Al Yankovic. Comic-Con, Rick oh, yeah. and Morty. Yeah. Oh, I love Rick and Morty. I'm going to ride my bike there. Yeah. See, and then I'm going to go to the arcade later. <laughs> I'm going to get a pizza. Yeah, and then I'm going to go to uh, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> anyway, and, and then I'm going to, go whatever kids do, go uh, do graffiti. I don't know what kids do. Um, What was I going to tell you? Uh, I have that going on. Oh, and then my parents... And my brother and my sister-in-law were all going to dinner for my birthday. Oh, cool. Yeah. My birthday happened to happen right after I broke up. So I was just like, I don't ever want to celebrate another birthday again. So I told him, I go, let's let's put it off until I feel better. Good. Well, good. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, that's what I got going on. What about you, Mike Lawson? Well, nothing really. I got a pretty mellow weekend planned coming up and... um. Probably going to go see a few movies. Um, I know Steve wants to see the Star Trek that came out. And I wanted to go, I wanted to go see the, the Ghostbusters movie. So nothing nothing crazy. Just like normal work sort of stuff. But Yeah, good. that sounds fun. Well, I can't wait to talk about Ghostbusters with you at some point. I have my thoughts. All right. Well, Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Bye. Bye. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
Bye.